All right, welcome everyone to the podcast. And we have a really, really big treat of a guest here today. And that guest is actually Chrissy Quinn. Now, Chrissy has actually coached me before. She's an empowerment coach. Um, and she took me through a really tumultuous time. And she actually got me out of my shell, got me onto social media, made a massive launch, like allowed me to do something that I never thought I would do until, you know, five, 10 years into the future. Um, she got me back to to working casual and, and enjoying casual work again. So she got me back active again. And she showed me the nobleness of, of like the profession of like empowerment coaching and really just helped me in so many vast ways. Generous spirit, amazing person. Um, just really excited to have you here, Chrissy. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Jacob, mate. It's an absolute pleasure and honor to be here and to have worked with you in the past and to see the man that you've become and that you're continuing to become. It's a real privilege to be here. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm like, thank you. Like, honestly, very excited to have you here. Um, Chrissy, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll go straight to it. What's yeah, the deal yeah. with authenticity? Like, what is the deal with that? What is the deal with authenticity? What a yeah. question, hey? What's the deal with authenticity? You know what? I think when it comes to authenticity, the deal with it, And the best thing and the hardest thing is that no one can tell you who you are authentically. It's you. It's up to you. When it comes to authenticity, it's peeling back the layers to what's truth for you. So, like, when you say what's the deal, I'm curious, right, because I want to make sure that you and I are on the same page and your audience too. When you say what's the deal, what do you mean by what's the deal? Yeah, I guess, I guess, um, like, authenticity authenticity is, is, it seems to be thrown around a lot like these days yeah and and sometimes like sometimes you you kind of lose the like you lose the meaning of it until you meet or you have a chat with someone yeah who's deeply authentic yes and and, and what what is that effect like what what's what's going on like around that around and, that you know what i feel authenticity is without the mask it's without the facade because we're in a society at the moment where People want to wear the nice clothes. They want to drive the nice cars. They want to wear the makeup so that they look better than what they are. Or we've got all these filters that people don't feel comfortable sharing photos on social media without the filters. To be authentic is to be real without the facade, without the mask. You can. I feel like an individual can be authentic and wear different hats at different times. So, for example... Being authentic in your family life, when you're with your friends, when you're in business, you'll show up in a different way. You'll have a different persona based on that's relevant. But there's a difference between wearing a hat and wearing a mask. Mm. It's the way that you show up in what you do and who you be. So for me, when it comes to authenticity, it's like without the facade of it, without the mask, it's like who are you really beneath the layers and allowing that person to come through and to be expressed. Wow. And and so when when you're working like with, with someone like with like a client or or like with someone like you're helping your friend or whatever, what what is it that, that gets people over the line to taking action or or to sharing that authentic self without without the facade? Mm-hmm. These are great questions. I love this. I'm loving this already because this can go so deep and it can go so deep so fast. 
You know, the thing that gets people across the line is for them to look at fear in the eye. I feel a lot of people and with with what I've done with many clients, including yourself, is to know that we live by this story. It's like we've got this this story that doesn't get spoken about, this fear that we feel. Some people get stuck in the fear and some people avoid the fear. So it's either like, well, I can't do it because I'm so scared and they're so focused on the fear or there's like self-sabotage where it's totally avoided. What gets people across the line is, as you've experienced with some of the ways that I ask certain questions within coaching sessions, is really helping people to realise that a lot of the time the fear that we're giving power to, the fear that we're giving energy to, it's actually never going to happen. It's very rare for it to ever happen anyway. So when someone can face that fear and recognise that a lot of the time it's not even realistic, and then what you do is you look at, the thing that you actually want to be able to experience and achieve and say, well, what do I need to do just today in order for me to move forward and closer to this this goal or this outcome or this objective, whether it's literally taking specific actions or it's creating space for you to start checking in and asking yourself, like, who am I? What's important to me? What do I want? Like how can someone be authentic to who they are if they're not even asking those very basic, simple questions? Who am I? What do I want? What's important for me? Not what's important for mum, what's important for dad, what's important for my teacher, bringing it back to the centre. I feel the thing that really gets people across the line is facing fear, looking at it, and getting clear on what's actually most important to you. Wow, that's massive. Because I I love that because I think, I guess, like for me personally, um, like with mates, I'll, I'll take responsibility for this one. For me, it's just like um, what I see sometimes is like, oh, like, yeah, I don't really want to, like, yeah, I kind of like, live in a half-life. It's like yes. a living half-life. Yes. But then but then once things get clear on, on both ends, like getting clear, removing the facade, getting clear on what, what you really want, it's like all this energy comes back to you. Mm-hmm. And and Chrissy, at at that point where where someone gets really clear on what they want, and and they see see and face their fear directly in the eye, is, is there is there anything else that needs to be done, or is that is that enough to get someone over over the line and, and get going? Let me ask you this: like I, I put it in this sense, is when you've given credit to something for so long. And then you recognize that it's not even real, it no longer holds power over you. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, in some instances, yeah, like working with some people, like everyone's different. This is this is what I love and this is what I hate about working with people. What works with one person doesn't work with another. What works with another person doesn't work with somebody else. And being flexible in the approach is one of the grandest things I find, you know, being flexible with the, the the communication, being flexible with, you know, tonality, being flexible with the actual approach in, okay, what can I do and is it working, is it not working, what's the feedback, all of this stuff, taking that flexible approach. So what might work for one person may not actually work for the other. So it's just like but also recognising that, when something's had so much power over you and then you take a step back and see from the perspective of 
well, I've been giving so much power to this, but the reality is the chances of that happening is very little, then it give it, it allows them to reclaim their power and to come back from this centered place. So for example, if I can use myself as an example, right, and I'll, and I'll tell a story around something that I was super fearful of. When I first when I first came out and I admitted to the world that I liked girls, I was so scared and I was so scared that I would get disowned by certain family members, that I'd be told I'm not allowed to see my nieces or my nephews or anything like that. And I was kind of faced with the decision of, well, I can either be real to myself and have that peace or I can put on a facade for everybody else and they're happy but I'm not happy. And I had this story that people would people would um, disown me or treat me in a different way. But I thought to myself, you know what, if this is if this is who I am and if this is my perspective, how can I still come from a loving, respectful place with everybody else? So when I'm, if I'm, well, I'm no longer in a relationship, but when I was in a relationship, I would respect other people and their view and their model of the world. And I've never had an issue with siblings of mine or in-laws of mine because I've come from a place of love and respect with them. Hmm. So it's not like I need to force my lifestyle or my way of being onto another person and say, well, this is who I am. Fuck you and your beliefs. This is me and you should respect me. Hmm. It's always first seek to understand and then seek to be understood. Hmm. So how can I understand someone else's perspective and then how can I just be who I am? But if I got so consumed with the fear of or the, the fear or the story of, well, I can't be who I am because they're not going to accept me. If I accept myself and I've faced fear in the eye to say, well, when I accept myself, no one can reject me. Because if if I'm totally loving and accepting of me, even if someone else rejects me, that's on them. That's not on me. And I'm not going to give that power to them. Mm-hmm. So it's really when working with a client, it's looking at it to say, are you giving your power away? And if you are, what's the purpose of giving your power away? So it's working with them a lot of the time it really is around fear of the fear of the unknown, the fear of the uncertainty, the fear of what other people are going to think or do or say. And people often only give or only often give power to other people in their perspective when they're not honoring themselves because it's all projection. Okay. Could you yeah? could you explain a bit more? Yeah. So if I'm not, okay, if I'm not fully accepting of myself, then I'm going to be like, what does everybody else think of me? Mm. But if I honour and accept myself, I don't need validation from anybody external because I give it to myself. Mm. Yeah? Mm. So if, if, if I can share this quote, like as, and I mentioned it before, when you accept yourself, no one can reject you. And even if they do, it won't affect you. Oh, yeah? that's when, nice. When you accept yourself, no one can reject you. And even if they do, it won't affect you. Because I'm fully loving and accepting of myself. So if someone rejects me, that's okay. I recognize that that's on them. But if I'm insecure and I'm seeking external validation from someone else, Of course I think what other people think because I'm trying to get them to fill me up rather Mm -hmm. than me realising that's my job to fill up up myself, to acknowledge myself, to accept myself. 
yeah but if i'm constantly seeking that of course i'm going to give that power away Mm. so this is where it comes down to when you're being authentic to who you are you don't need to chase validation in the external world you give it to yourself that's powerful because because christy what what you like what like is is being alluded to there yeah is that it, it, it is possible to actually listen to our, our true selves, our true desires. Mm-hmm. And it, it's possible just to live a life in just like with that, just with and, and staying in sync and rapport mm-hmm. with that. And so like, that's, that's an incredible thing. And I guess, I guess the, the thing is, is that. So, so if, say, if you, you, you kind of find a way to, to honor, right. And, and to have kind of that respect for yourself, mm-hmm. what happens in, in your relationship, your relationship to others? I think you, you even just mentioned it before around like the, the love and understanding of, of perspective. How does, how does that play into this? Well, when an individual is honoring themselves, how does that affect your other relationships? Yeah. I, I genuinely believe that when, when, when you, when you get to experience your best version of you and when you come from an authentic place, you will attract other people into your life and you will enhance and elevate your relationship with everyone else. Mm. Because like, it's like if your relationship with yourself is built up on lies, the chances are your relationship with everyone else is going to be built up on lies too. But if your relationship with you is true, then your other relationships are going to be true as well. Oh, I yeah? like that. Because it's like it's like like attracts like. You're going to start experiencing real authentic relationships externally. But if it's all a facade with you, it's going to be a facade with everybody else too because you're not even being true to yourself. So I believe your, 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 the relationships external to you is just an extension of the relationship with yourself, which is why when I work with clients, it's like, I don't work with them to say, go out there and change relationships with everybody else. I say, let's work on the relationship with you because the ripple effect of that, the consequence of that is going to be their other relationships are going to start to change simply because they're doing the work on themselves internally. Mm. And then the way that they perceive the world starts to change. And then the way that they start to communicate with other people starts to change as well. That's very fresh. That is very fresh. Yeah. So Christy, I guess, I guess, kind of going into that that vein a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in your time of, of of coaching, um, what what are some of the things that you've learned? Like, what are the things that have challenged what you? Have I learned. Things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have? Okay, we could go anywhere with this. This is amazing. What have I learned about people? What have I learned about? A, okay, that's very broad. Anything yeah. specific, or we're just going to go? We're just going to go to town. <laughs> go to town. Go to town. Go hard. <laughs> what have I learned? Wow, fuck! What a question, Jacob. What a question. You know what? I've learned that there's a lot of people living a life that's not aligned with them. I've learned that a lot of people put up with stuff when they really haven't wanted to, which is why there's so much unfulfillment that's around. I've also learned that people are so generous. People are so generous, but they've been caught in this facade that they need to forget who they are and what's important to them to make everybody else happy. Oh. Yeah. I've there's there's so many things, but this is what I've learned about when it's come to if I'm, you know, mainly bringing this in with like empowerment and authenticity, 
is people are such incredible beings and we have this beautiful heart to want to give, but we've been taught by society that you need to forget you and you need to give to everybody else. And what I've learned is that true fulfillment comes when you get to give to yourself and you get to serve others from the overflow because you get to experience your best version. Everyone else gets to experience your best version and it's a win-win. It's not about being generous to everyone else and forgetting you. It's like we get to have the whole package. Um, I've learned, yeah. That's big. It's, it's huge and it goes so deep. It goes so, so deep. Um, I've also learned that, you know, you're never going to have the confidence up front. It's always going to take courage. Like the only way confidence is built in any capacity is for you to be courageous. Mm. Because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, 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 but I'm going to do this when I get confident. But it's like, well, no, nah, confidence is is built. Confidence is developed. Confidence is forged. But the courage, yeah, it's going to take a hell of a lot of courage and say, fuck, I'm feeling scared right now. But you know what? Let's be courageous and let's do it. What's the one thing? I got a tattoo the other week. It says one more. It's on my forearm. And it's just <laughs> like it's a, it's, a, it's a way of life. It's a way of being. This is... It was inspired by Ed Milet's book, The Power of One More. And it's just like, you know, what I've learned, especially over the personal, the time I've been in personal development or working with the people that I've worked with over the last three and a half years is like, what's the power of just the one? What's the one thing that you can do that's going to make this difference? Because a lot of people I find are constantly chasing the big thing rather than recognizing that the power is in all of the small things and the way that they compound, the ripple effect of it, mm. and they often don't give credit to it. And we have we probably did this as well within our own coaching journey was around acknowledgement. Like acknowledgement something that's so big and so important because we often aren't taught to acknowledge ourselves for the little things that we're doing. And what I've learned is when when people put small practices in place, and allow them to compound everything in their life changes. And if I use an example, I'm referring to like gratitude. If people start having the smallest attitude of gratitude, it's literally a perspective shift. If you start acknowledging who you are and what you do or where you're going or start celebrating every outcome, it once again, it comes down to perspective, but it's the small things. When you can start to be present rather than being, you know, stuck in the past, they call that depression. Worried about the future, they call that anxiety. When you can be present and in the moment and you give yourself that gift of presence, once again, it's one of these small things, but it's so incredibly powerful. So one of the things that I've learned really is, is it's not about the big things, it's the small things that are compounded that ultimately make the biggest difference in the world. And that's one thing I feel like, you know, there's that gap in society because we're all taught to, chase that big thing or you know it's it's all about the massive things rather than the small things that's one of the biggest learnings that i could share with you and your audience jacob that's um that's really like i it's i I love that i love that that's like that one more keep it focused to, to what is here present and doable yeah um and i guess christy sometimes it's hard to see how, how a small contribution, like a small deposit leads to like the, the bigger things. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, like what, what what's your, like, is it just something that you have to kind of figure out of experience or is there a perspective shift that you can kind of 
figure out around that? What's what's the go with that? How do we start seeing how the small things and how they yeah. really contribute? Yeah. Well, I like I like the word that you use there, right? Where you said a small deposit. So if if someone was to look at, let's say you look at your your day. Let's say we look at one day, for example. What are the deposits that are going into your account every single day? And people are consciously or unconsciously making decisions around where they're depositing three key things, their time, their energy, and their money, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at, okay, where am I depositing my time? A lot of people are depositing their time, let's say, at work, right? Okay, when you go to work, who you're surrounded with, is it empowering or disempowering? Do you feel good when you're surrounded by them? Or do you feel like they're energy vampires sucking away your energy? Do you go in there enjoying the work that you do or do you absolutely hate it? Um, Is it a place where you're growing or is it a place where you feel like you're dying? So let's look at that time aspect. Then it's like if we look at your day other than work, what else are you doing? If you're a parent, are you focused? are Are you depositing any time into you and your relationship or are you giving everything serving from an empty cup with your kids? Um, if you're a sports person, you know, are you actually spending your time or investing your time doing the things that you enjoy that give you energy back? Or is it always, you know, you're missing out doing those things because you're working long hours? Um, let's look at the deposits of your money, you know, like is your money going on things that are actually going to serve you in your future or is it just wasting, you know? You're going out, you know, partying all the time. To be honest, I'm recently single and I've been going out a lot lately and it's been beautiful is this a forever lifestyle? No. But am I enjoying, you know, the moment and enjoying some parties and behaving myself? 100%. Like, and I'm totally real about sharing that because this is life. Why would we be Why would we be bullshitting about some stuff? Mm. But it's just looking at it. It's like, what are the deposits and what's the interest on it? So remember, it's like if the deposits are constantly negative and there's interest on it, the compound of that's going to be negative. If the deposits are positive and going to serve you, then the the, the interest and the deposits are going to constantly be, be, you know, be positive and it's going to increase. When it comes to like our mindset, you're either making empowering or disempowering decisions. It's about deciding and deci- discerning which pathway it is and what's going to be the compound. What I find a lot of people struggle with is they don't take time to sit and reflect and think, okay, where is this going? Yeah, like imagine you're in a relationship and you didn't actually take time to stop and think, where is this going? Like, is this really what I want my life to be like? Do I want to be with this one person forever or is this not going to serve me in my future at all? What would actually happen if someone took a step back and said, is this actually most important? But if they did it with their physical health, like if you're not depo- if you're not putting any deposits into your physical health, what's going to happen in the next 20 years? If you're not doing this with your relationship with yourself, what's going to happen? If you've got kids and you never see them, what's going to happen with your relationship? If you're working in a job that you hate, what's going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Mm. But people don't often take a step back and actually take time to think and think, okay, in the next five years or 10 years, where is this going to lead me? So, yeah, it's like taking that time to think, okay, these deposits, is it positive? Is it negative? Is it empowering? Is it disempowering? Is it an investment or am I spending it? Notice the difference between the two. The invest, you get something back. The spending is all giving it away. But mm. it's taking time to sit there and actually think, okay, what's actually going to happen in the compound of this? 
that's that is so unbelievably clear and lucid. Like I, I feel like um I feel too much inspired to go now journal and all the things that I'm I'm investing in. Like, <laughs> makes so much sense, you know. Yeah. I love that. That's that's awesome. I guess my next question, Chrissy, is is okay. So say say you're you're depositing, right? You're making your deposits. Yep. And um like sometimes we with with that, it's just like or you you kind of you get overwhelmed or you get like a bit like it, it becomes too much and you kind of like you start to kind of get too like too up in your head about things um how do you maintain that that kind of process in that journey i know that people talk about like loving the process what's your mm-hmm. perspective on that yeah my mate got a tattoo recently i love it and it says think less feel more Notice how before you said when you're stuck in your head, if you think about it, a lot of the times when you're stuck in your head, it's because you're getting so focused on the bigger picture rather than allowing yourself to just be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And often when you're thinking, like it, it brings it back to when you're stuck in your head, you're thinking you're either stuck in fear, making shit up, like thinking about scenarios that are probably never going to happen anyway. And it's like you just get caught up in this story. Like it's it's not very often, like when, when people say overthinking, do you, do you, Jacob, think about situations that are bad when you're overthinking or do you often overthink good situations too? Well, I, I think I, I do both actually sometimes. Yeah. 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 So like if we talk about an, like overthinking, let's say a good situation, I don't know what, with a girl or something or a job where you're overthinking, like thinking, oh, my God, all of this stuff. It's just like you're often getting so caught up in this story, but once again, a lot of the time it's made up. We don't even know if it's going to come true or if it's not going to come true. Yeah. The bad stuff, once again, we don't know if it's going to come true or it's not going to come true. And it's really just about like for me, I would say it's it's like regulating yourself to think, okay, I can give all of this energy to this overthinking, but is it actually going to serve me? Is it going to take away? Is it giving you peace or is it taking away from your peace that you could be experiencing? And it's like surrender. Surrender is so hard to teach people because if you think about it, if you're surrendering, you're not overthinking, you're just allowing what is to be. And I feel like there comes a time where you've got to know, okay, I've done what I can and now it's just time to let go and to just surrender. But it's not like I can just say to you, oh, yeah, Jacob, just just do it. But it's like allowing you to say, okay, cool. Have you done the tasks that you know you need to do? Cool. Do you recognize that continuously thinking about this is not going to serve you? Yes. Okay, cool. Now let's choose to focus on something else. And Mm. it's like going from thinking with your head Maybe it's really just about regulating and just coming into your heart, maybe doing some, you know, some heart breathing or some priming or some meditation or something just to allow you to disconnect from your head and to feel back into your body. But then to consciously choose, I'm going to put my focus somewhere else. And that could be going and spending time with mom and dad or going out with friends or focusing on a different task. Otherwise, you're once again giving your power away and spending this energy where it's not going to serve you. It's just taking away the peace from the present. Yeah, that's like, that's massive, especially, especially around the positive overthinking. 
how yeah. how egregious that like oh I'm, I'm it's positive thinking it's like oh my gosh i realized like even with my podcast how i've positively overthought it and i woke yeah. up the next day just exhausted yeah yeah and i guess chrissy like i guess what, what i'm kind of seeing here and like what, what is that like is it po- like like what i'm starting to see is that a possibility of a life where you're just you're present all the time and, and through that presence like that is enough to create um the, the life that you you authentically desire like mm-hmm. if we were to be authentic and present with the moment all the time and obviously that's unrealistic yeah but but would that be enough that if we just kept coming to presence we would know what to do would it be enough? That's an interesting question because it's all relative. Mm. Would it be enough? Like, what is enough? How do you? How does? How does one define what enough is? For me, I've, I, my, my straightaway answer to that is absolutely because when you're present and in the moment, you're not giving your power away to everything else. There's no chase. Yeah, like there's no chase. It's like the desire to just want to be and experience what you've got right here. And is it okay to want to want more money to 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 want to start new businesses or to go out and meet new friends or to go meet a new person? Yeah, absolutely. But if you're taking away from the present moment and not creating that, I don't know, that opportunity for that stuff. Now I'm kind of like I'm I'm kind of like losing my mind. But I think I think it's kind of making sense with what I'm saying. It's like it's okay to want more. But then recognizing when you're going to specifically take action on that stuff. Like I believe the happiest, the happiest people are the ones who are allowing themselves to be in the present moment. Whether that's saying, you know what, I'm going to consciously hustle for the next three years because I want to be able to build A, B, and C for my future. But it's bringing it back into the present. It's not getting stuck in the future and saying, you know, I'm constantly chasing, chasing, chasing. It's about enjoying and experiencing the moment in the moment with the people that you're with. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I, I I read this thing in the, the Alchemist, like um, and it's like it's kind of this is what it's reminded me of. And I'm I've been kind of contemplating it and let it kind of sink in. It's like um holding like the the oil whilst also observing the beauty, like a, a balance. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I think the the objection that some people have, or I'm just going to say, I'll I'll have like I'll just yeah. I was just I feel like when I'm in conversation, I got to take responsibility for my language. So like the I love it, they, I love it. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation that I have um, is that it's like if I'm present, then like oh wait, like yeah, I feel happy, but then what about like what about the future? What about what I really want? And mm-hmm. then it's just like oh, if I'm thinking about what I really want, then what about the present? And like, do you think it's from your perspective, from what you see? Do you believe it's a a balance, or or can we go fully into into presence, or fully into vision, and it will kind of lead into one another? I don't know. I I hope I don't know. I don't know because yeah, yeah. Like yeah. What's the go? What I reckon around this, I'm not a big fan of the word balance. I like harmony. Yeah, right? I like harmony, mm. and the reason I like harmony is because. Things aren't always going to be in balance. Sometimes things, to, to be honest and to be real, there are some situations within life where it is a bit fucked up and it's like there is no balance or things are just so out of proportion and things are just so crazy. But harmony is like how can I just 
bring into my center. It's like from this place, how can I come from like a grounded place and to do my best to be present? Is it possible for someone to be present 24-7? I don't know. You could ask a monk and they'd probably say yes and you'd ask somebody else and they'd probably say no. It's all perspective and it's all relative to the situation. Hmm. And it's like finding this balance between once again, yeah, it's like if you're consciously, let's say you're consciously taking time, people love New Year's resolutions, right? They go there and say, cool, it's a new year, it's a new me, let's set a goal for the next 12 months, you know, and setting goals and planning I think is incredibly important. And what that does, though, is it gives you time to consciously in the present moment say, what do I want, what's important for me? And then what are the steps that I that I need to take or that I get to take to bring that to fruition, yeah? So if we use an example of this year I want to save 12 grand and what I need to do is save $1,000 per month and that's approximately $250 per week. So in order for me to do that, I need to work, I don't know, 40 hours per week and I need to make $1,000 and then 250 of that is going to go towards saving. Notice how easy and simple it is to break that down so that you don't have to worry about how much work do I need. You've already taken time so that you can just be present because you've done the work to break down the goal. So there is no overthinking because when you're taking time to plan, then it gives you the permission to just be present and in the moment. But Mm -hmm. a lot of the time people aren't taught to prepare or to plan so they're stuck in their head And then they're not able to be present because they're so focused on the future or survival mode rather than being like, well, this is all we've got to do. And then we can just surrender and be present and enjoy and allow the moments. Mm. So I do think it's a real, it's a real, you know, finding harmony in, yeah, let's have a massive vision and a massive goal, or it doesn't have to be massive. It depends on what people want, but it's like, yeah, a vision for the future, but they're not getting too stuck in it. It's like allowing you to be in the moment. It's like, if you're with family or with friends or with a partner, but you're not there present, what's the point? That's what I would be querying. It's like, what's the real point? Is it always going to be the case? No, nah, of course not. Are there going to be times where you're catching yourself to say, oh, shit, I'm getting caught up in the future again. Or what the hell's going on? Yeah, of course. But it's if you can be conscious and aware of it to say, you know what, I'm not being present. You're 100 steps ahead of everybody else because many people don't even realize, you know, go somewhere and Take take note of people in the shops, people who are with their kids, people who are on their phones, people who are talking, and see how present people are. And then check in with yourself. Maybe put a timer on your phone and stuff and be like, all right, how present have I been today or in this moment? Where have I been? Have I been here? Have I been in my head? Have I been talking to everybody else when I've got people nearby? It's a really interesting exercise on presence to be like, how present am I being or am I just in la la land damn that's kind of like that's crazy that is it's um like it's unbelievable to think that that's like a thing like presence yeah you know what i mean that's just but when do we get taught how to be present oh well you know what i mean not not in school no way it's not even talked about no yeah like yeah that's crazy like that's and it is fundamental to every single moment of our whole entire lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, that's the thing about like coaching and, and mindset and person, personal development. Like we have ourselves and ourselves alone. We are stuck with ourselves. Yeah. That's, that's our life. Like that's, 
and and like some people just never wake up that they have a self there, you know. Yeah. Christy, I I got an interesting one for you. Okay, bring it on. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go. Uh, if you were to give yourself advice from like like let's say three to five years ago, what 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 do you like? What one do you prefer? Three to five. You want to go three to five or? What, let's what, go with three years ago. Yeah. If you were to give yourself advice from three years ago, like you get to peek back in time for like yep. a little cheeky little conversation, what would you say? What would you want to convey? Advice from me three years ago to me. Yeah. Three years ago was just before the C thing came about. Interesting. My main advice, <laughs> oh man, this could, this could, this, this can, this, there's so many things coming through. I'm like, you know, which one do I want to share? You know what I would really say for me would be around just being more courageous and stepping up to a deep, to a net, like even more than what I have done and just being more courageous. That's really what it would be for me because I know like, over these last three years, I've been incredibly courageous with decisions that I've made, with places that I've gone. Like I left my job during COVID. Most people are like holding on to their jobs for dear life. And I'm like, all right, I'm resigning. And everyone's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like really being more courageous in the aspect of, you know, I would love to say, have said three years ago, I set a goal that I wanted to speak in five schools. Mm. I still haven't spoken any schools, Jacob. And I've literally recently reshifted my whole niche around going into schools and I've been recently reaching out and having conversations with schools. I wish I did that three years ago, but at the same time, I can't change the past. All I can do is be present. So I'm like utilizing these school holidays now to be like, what can I prepare so that when the school goes back during school term, then I can just hit them up hardcore. Wow. Um, so it's really just about being more courageous and really just believing in myself a little bit more and recognizing the power in sharing a message and the power, like I love the fact that you've got this podcast, that you've taken, you know, you've you've, you've had the courageous decision to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. And you said before this is episode 26, like that's 26 opportunities to change souls of to share a message with people and recognise the power of conversation. Like that's amazing. You know, I would really say the same thing but in a different capacity to me three years ago. Wow. Be more courageous. That's cool. <laughs> I, I'm now, I'm now, like, I'm now trying to decide. I've got two kind of questions. Yeah, like, I've got two questions to ask. I would ask. Okay, you know what? Stuff it. I'll, I'll go ask. What else? What else did you want to tell your younger self? Like, what else did you want to tell yourself three years ago? What else? It's just, I don't know. It's just been such a big three years. Really, I would say live live more and have more fun mm. like i'm going to be a little bit transparent i'm at a stage of my life now where life got really boring the last three years and since i recently broke up out of a relationship i've questioned myself and been like would this relationship have worked more if i was able to go out and enjoy more time with friends that's one thing that i didn't do like i've been so focused on service and business that I disconnected to a degree from things that were really important for me. And what I've 
like I feel like these last four months I've gone deeper in my own personal development than ever before. And that's saying something because I've gone deep before and these last four months have just been crazy, right? And one thing that I really learned was around, for me personally, it's been about tapping into my feminine energy and being okay with that, but also tapping into my masculine energy. I've always been very tomboy and stuff. The last few months, I don't reckon, I've bought skirts, I've bought dresses, I've bought you know, very feminine clothes. And I'm for me, that's just like, what the hell is going on? And then just wanting to go out and wanting to just dance and enjoy. And I love the Latin parties. And one of the reasons I like the Latin parties is because they know how to dance. Like, it's not like an Aussie party where people don't know what they're doing and it's ridiculous. It's like, no, it's actually, it's cultural. That's what I love about it. So I would say really is three years ago, if I could redo certain things, it would be around spending more time with friends like still being present in wanting to serve and impact and make a difference business-wise, but knowing that it's okay to have harmony and well, balance for lack of better word. I prefer harmony, but balance in this sense because I gave up so much of my social life. And if I could go back and give myself advice would be it's okay to go out there and want to make a difference and go hard in the business, but don't forget the fun aspect because it's so important and so necessary. And I didn't realize how much, until three years later and it's just like yeah wow wow really didn't realize how much I was missing that and in hindsight I'm like yeah that's so important so important visual 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 yeah okay well Chrissy my next question and the second question that I was going to ask and I think it kind of worked worked to this one yeah is that public speaking and presenting and sharing a message now like you're you you've got like you obviously like we're always always grown but you are like incredible at, at what you do with sharing your message and and public speaking um thank you what's some what's the what is it that that you see or that that other people don't i guess like what what is it like what's the insight there yeah what do i see that other people i don't <laughs> what do i see that other <laughs> What do I see that other people don't? Yeah, from your experience. What do I see that other people don't? What do I see that other people don't? That's a really hard question because I feel like it's it's like I don't know what other people don't see. But then at the same time, What do I see that other people don't? I think I see beyond. I see beyond the facade. I see beyond the story that people tell. And I see that it goes so much deeper. Like it goes, it goes so much deeper than what people often give credit to. And when I say that, what I'm referring to is limitations have a certain depth, which is why people keep stuck. When someone has an amazing goal, it's got a certain depth, which is why people proceed and move forward. When someone's really connected with their purpose and their why, it's so deep. When someone's really connected with their trauma or their challenge, it's so deep. Can you see it's the same, but on the opposite side of the scale? And I think what I see that a lot of people don't, which is why I love coaching so much and why so many times I'm having a conversation with someone and they're like, oh, 
That's a really good question. The reason I always get that response is because I'm asking questions that make people think because it's like we've been brought up to be so surface level. And to be honest, some people really don't like the depth of it. Like I I think for some people it's just like, dude, you're so deep. Like, you know, we're always going into these deep conversations and some people don't like that and that's okay. I don't give a fuck. I like going deep. So I'm going to do that. (laughs) If someone doesn't want to go deep, they don't have to go deep and that's okay. I think it's just really recognizing there's always a story beneath the story. There's always an intention beneath someone's initial, um, the way someone behaves. One of the presuppositions in NLP that I absolutely love, which has literally just, I've just mind blanked on it. I've just totally mind blanked on this presupposition. Um, The people are not not their behaviors or something like that? Or yeah. behavior or something. Yeah. It's like, it's not about, it's, it's not like there's a story in the behavior. And I think when you can see behind and recognize an intention behind the behavior of someone, it allows you to see people and see experiences and see opportunities in a very different light. But when you just take something for face value, it's like you can give power or credit to something that shouldn't deserve any credit whatsoever. But when you can realize that there's some kind of whether it's a positive intention or someone's trying to get their needs met through their actions or behaviors, it's kind of like it allows you to see if you're if, like with my dad, for example, right? Yeah. With my dad, if he's behaving a certain way and I don't think it's appropriate, I recognize there's the behavior of a little boy who doesn't know how to articulate or share himself in a way that's ideal. And it's like I I see the little boy. I don't see the the man in his 70s and have an expectation of, well, you should know this because it's like that's just me putting my expectations onto him. Hmm. I see the little boy behaving via an older man who's got, you know, a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience, but I can't put my expectations onto him because they're my expectations. And if he doesn't meet those expectations, then I'm probably going to get frustrated and angry or sad rather than being like, well, there's a little boy here who's lived a certain life and he's acting and behaving a certain way. What is not being said and what are the needs of his that need to be met in this way? Does that make sense? And when you ask that question, Jacob, it's like, yeah, I think I see beneath that. It's like I'm always trying to ask what's the story beneath the story? What's the message that's not being communicated that they so desire to be communicated and i'm always trying to take it to that next level or to go to that level of depth does that answer your question or have i gone no 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 this this kind of (laughs) it comes like when we're working with the deep stuff it it it, like you know but it came it came around because like so basically with with public speaking yeah is that in order to to speak and and kind of impact and, and share profoundly there has to be you have to see beyond something superficial and call on something deeper within yes. within someone or or to speak to something beyond the facade yes so is it kind of it's like a speaking to the presence speaking to what is true is that yes. kind of where it's at if we're specifically talking about speaking and you know what i i'm starting up the public speaking journey like my my goal and my wish is to be in a room of people and just share the message i've done probably more than a thousand facebook lives and i can say one thing is if I'm ever doing a live and I'm in my head, it's a shitty live. 
when I'm coming from heart and soul, sometimes I listen to things and think, where did that come from? Like, that's not me. Like, I didn't make that up. That's just like God or source or whatever wisdom that has come about through that message. But I know for certain that it's like when the message is clear and concise and pure, it's always from heart. It's never from the head. It's Mm. always from heart. So it's just looking at like from what place that's coming from. And for me, you know, if you're coming from heart, you're coming from love with good intentions and being fully present in the moment. Like if you look at, you know, the word presenter, it's to be present, you know, Mm. and if you can just be present, and aware of your surroundings and the people that are there. And obviously, like, if there's going to be any any Facebook Live or any, you know, public speaking, you've got to know what your audience is after or what they're there for. And as long as you're you're present to what they need in that moment and you're present to the topic that's being spoken about, you can't go wrong. But if you're in your head, you're not being present to who's in front of you. So it's about being consciously aware of, well, what do they need right now? And if we're there to public speak or to share a message, it's not about me, it's about them. Just like this podcast, like you and I are talking, but this is for your audience, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about it's about them. It's about being present for them and sharing the message that's going to deliver value for them. Same thing with public speaking, same thing with a Facebook Live. It's about delivering value for the recipient. That's beautiful. I love, I love this because this kind of dovetailed into my next question. Um, value making a difference and having an impact. Yes. How, how does one like, like, like in 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 like I guess in 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 coaching, empowerment coaching, in in public speaking, um, and in other aspects of life, what is the essence of of delivering value or or making a difference or having an impact? What what is that? What is the essence? Value making a difference impact. For me, it's about being present to understand what the individual needs. And in the coaching that I do, it's not about telling people what to do. It's about asking powerful questions that help the individual come up with the answer themselves Mm. and about empowering them to build up the self-trust and belief in themselves to develop the confidence from tapping into their courage to start making decisions for themselves. So for me, when it comes to making a difference or adding value or impacting someone, it's about me being super present to them, helping them to be super present so that they can create space for what they want in their life. By helping them identify like where are the gaps, what it is that they want. Like it doesn't take long for me to have a conversation with someone and be like, oh, yeah, so what do you want? And then they like a lot of the time people are like, I don't know what I want. It's like, well, if you did know, what, what what would you want? Because if you keep saying, I don't know what I want, all you're focused on is I don't know, and then, you know, it shuts your mind down. Rather than empowering an individual to create the space to get clear on what they want or what's important and all of that stuff. So for me, it's like when it comes to adding value, if I'm not present in a coaching conversation, there's no way I can add value because I'm probably coming from ego or my head rather than saying, I'm here to serve you, so what do you need right now? It's like I'm putting myself on the back burner for the time being and I'm just going to be super present and available to the individual that's in front to say, what do you need? Mm. What's what's the value that they need in that moment? A lot of the time it's just someone to listen and to be present. Mm. 
Wow. That's, um, yeah, that's, that's a value drop right there. That's the essence of, who's the <laughs> essence of value? <laughs> yeah. Christy, I, um, I think I've got, I've got, you know what, stuff. I've got two last questions for you. Mm-hmm. Number one, what is wisdom to you? <laughs> we flipped it on its head and we, this, this question I've been asking at the start of podcast episodes, but yep. after a bit of feedback and a bit of reflection, what mm-hmm. is wisdom to you? Wisdom, wisdom for me is, is knowing it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. What is wisdom? Because wisdom's not knowledge. Let's, let's start off with that. I reckon just because you're knowledgeable doesn't mean you're wise. I would say wisdom is knowledge with a rocket launcher strapped onto it, knowing when to take off and when to hold still. To be <laughs> That's like, awesome. Just because you know something doesn't mean you're embodying it. Like I feel like someone who's truly wise has an understanding, for example, of, you know what, I'm in a conversation with someone and I may have all the knowledge in the world, but wisdom is knowing when to talk and when to just choose to take a step back. Like you don't need to be like a little puppy dog going for it and, you know, pushing things onto everybody. It's like wisdom's this knowing of, you know, when do I execute? When do I when do I say this? When do I not? I feel like the people who are most wise, it comes from you actually experiencing things. You know, I feel like you develop your wisdom from getting into the arena, not from standing on the sideline and reading all the books and saying, Oh yeah, I've got all the knowledge in the world. It's like, no, I've I've been there and I've learned and I've grown and I've developed. And through this experience, I've been able to develop this sense of wisdom of, all right, is this right? Is this not? Am I learning? Am I not? Is this suitable? Is this not? Um, I feel like it's a bit of a, you know, roundabout answer. But for me, that that wisdom is truly being able to embody the knowledge, not just know it, but actually know when to execute and when to hold back. Wow. I, you know, it's funny because what I've, I've seen, like even just throughout this conversation, what's become clear for me um, is that almost like all the time, the answer is get present, see, see what, see what is there, see more, see more, wake up, see more, see. And, and when you see more, you'll know when, and so that's, it's almost like it always freaks me out how all those things are, are, are tied together, which is just, yeah. I don't know. It's a beautiful thing. Right, so title this present because the presence <laughs> has come up a lot today. It has. It's been like <laughs> it's been the flavor. It's been the flavor mm. of wisdom. Yeah. So so Chrissy, um, my last question to you would be, this is the this is the question. Um, hold on. Let me just let me get present for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there anything else that you can see in your in your experience in your heart that needs to be expressed on this on this podcast? The first thing that just came up was don't think that you have forever. This is why presence is so important. 
Don't think that you've got forever because you just don't know. You don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what's going to happen when it comes to the people that you love, the people that you're with, the job that you've got, the money that you've got. It's like don't think that you've got forever. If this was your last one more, what would you do with it? Like if this was your last one more, one more conversation with your parents, one more, you know, beautiful experience with your partner or the person that you're seeing, one more opportunity to serve and make a difference and impact, what would you actually do with it? How would you show up? Would you be more present? How would you live your life? Don't think that you've got forever. Literally live this moment as always your last. That's 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 what's just come through for me to share. And I had this vision of like my friend Alana who passed away in 2019 and I really feel like that message was shared because of her and the way I see the world. A lot has changed a lot since that experience. Um, but, yeah, I just had to drop her name on this podcast as I shared that as well. That's um, that's just beautiful. And, you know, a funny thing that just came to mind, that Chrissy, you're, you're actually like a, you're like a philosopher. I've, I've studied, <laughs> I'm serious, I've studied philosophy. I literally um, studied it at uni and... Throughout it, I, I've thought Martin Heidegger. I've thought about the Stoics. I've thought about um, on the shortness of life, Seneca. Like all these things, all these things. Like you, it's, you, you've 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 cracked the code on on ancient philosophy, ancient wisdom, and it's like you're but you're just living it authentically now. Like it's just <laughs> like you're it. living it. You're that. So that's super oh, random. But I thought that's I love a, it. Yeah, yeah. So I that's wish I could study philosophy, but I just, I just can't. I I, like- <laughs> trust me, Chrissy. After studying it, you, you, you're basically pretty down pat with most of it, <laughs> most of it. So you wouldn't even, you wouldn't believe it. You oh, wouldn't believe it. it. Okay. Thank so, you. um, Chrissy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your valuable time in sharing this message. And yeah, like, like massive, like massive, massive thanks. I'm a massive fan and like it's just amazing what you do for the world and and all that you impact and and your example and your inspiration and yeah you're just you're 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 a light in this world you know you really do amazing stuff so thank you so thank much you. keep doing it thank you Jake appreciate it bro thank you so much okay Thank you, everyone. And if you'd like to get in contact with Chrissy, hit me up. Chrissy does um, do empowerment coaching. I know she is busy as heck, um, but send me a message and I can I can link you up with Chrissy. Um, and yeah, like maybe if there's anything like that or something like that, and we can we can sort that out. But yeah, thank you, everyone.